0: guys, if you could help us out, tell friend, it means a friend, call your mom. They're like, mom, listen, come join this cast of characters.
1: Mom, do you know what J assets are?
0: Show us your genus, mom. We know you have one. Okay. Yeah, I feel like we should start now.
1: All right. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hello. It's been a while. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good morning. It's been a long time. I said last time that a lot had happened, but really since the last time we did it, too I feel like too much has happened. So many things to unpack. The FTX collapse happened. Um I'm sure that's gonna play into some of the the TA and the market moves.
0: Did we really not talk about Wow, we haven't talked since
1: FTX. We had the last hats off before that happened. Wow. So this is gonna be I'm assuming a fun episode, we're also going to have some Q&A at the end so that we can have everybody ask questions about some of our new products that you know have been on the horizon that we've talked about before, but we released some new information recently. First off, this podcast is not financial advice. Do your own research, all that fun stuff. But why don't we go ahead and have JoJo start us off, as
2: always, hitting us with <laughs> the TA. Yes, sir. Uh, good morning, good evening, everybody, wherever you might be. Uh, we're going to talk market, as usual. And uh, we're going to start to check what is the situation uh, with uh, Tradify in, uh, in slide four. OK. Um, market is at an interesting point. Um, We have been uptrending slash uh, grinding higher in stocks uh, since uh, basically the beginning of October. Um, Why is it an interesting point? Because uh, uh, we are getting close to uh, what has been the major trend line that has defined uh, uh, the world 2022, okay? We are also getting close to the 200-day moving average for... uh, in on uh, technical analysis, basically, you can slap a uh, moving average on whatever chart with whatever period uh, you want. Usually, the 200, uh, like the the 50 and other good uh, rounded numbers, uh, are used to gauge sentiment and to to establish if something is going up or down. But uh, what is really important is that historically this uh, moving average seen interaction in uh, previous bear markets 2008 2000 and even in, in the others in 2018 and uh, it's it's where spy tends to stop okay We are also in a, in a no volume zone. what does it mean? I've highlighted on the on the right side of the screenshot. Uh, the the volume of all the trades and uh, this is basically empty as you can see this means that uh spy has a chance to kind of stay here okay because uh, again there is no position from the market maker but uh, it has some headwinds because uh, even if we don't account for the trend line even if you don't account for the moving average it's coming into a big volume zone okay that is going to be difficult uh, to break okay even if, it, if this is a conflict, we might find uh, an answer if uh, this thing is going to go up or down by looking at the cross market correlation, okay? If we go to slide five, uh, we can see the, the Dow Jones. In here, I just put the ATF, the okay, but it's, uh, it's the same. If you look at future, it has the same chart. It's um, industrials have been the asset that has performed the best uh since uh, basically mid of september this has been true usually in all uh, bear markets and you can just ratio the the dow against the SPY to to check for that so you can ask yourself this question if this is the strongest ETF right now and it's coming into this uh, big cluster of, uh, of volume how can the SPY uh continue to go up if this doesn't go up okay so Basically for the market to go up, we need the nostrils to keep going up and this might just be what is usually called a uh, to be which is um, uh, a pattern in which uh, uh, Market maker uh, blows out the stops. Okay, and then uh, reverse the trend the, the Second thing worth noticing is uh is like six. Okay, is the VIX we've talked about the VIX before we're gonna make a brief explanation for uh, the our newest members, VIX is what is usually called the, the index of fear. The more it goes up, uh, the more there is a fear in the market, and usually the more the market is going down. Okay, we're not going to talk about uh, how this uh, thing is calculated because um, it's it's out of scope and it's uh, a little bit complex. But uh, basically, VIX up uh, equal bad things. Okay, so. It's, it's basically a reflection of what is happening in the market and we can see a down wave since the beginning of October that uh, coincides with the spy leading up now you can see that we have a similar wave compared to the one that we have in summer okay we put the June low okay in, in crypto in other asset and then we have uh, strongly bounced up um, we're kind of doing the same here kind of doing the same what does it mean that uh, uh, there is a uh, a very specific channel in which the weeks is uh, is leaning down uh, and when going into a key level so you know a uh, potential projection might be you know a touch of the 19 area 20 area and then a rotation back up strangely enough or not strangely not strangely enough uh, these also coincide uh, timely speaking with the with the last wave which uh, has kind of uh gone for the same amount of days okay so VIX is coming as well as the SPY and, uh, and and the Dow into an inflection point. Okay, slide seven shows another asset that we can try to uh, to read to, to check track where the market is going, which is Euro USD. So we usually look at the DXY. Again, for the ones that uh, don't know what DXY is, it's a, it's a basket of currency, okay, that defines the strength of the dollar the more the, the dollar is stronger okay uh, the more this is uh, an headwind for stocks for crypto and for all the asset now dxy as i said is an index and the biggest weight in this index is the is the euro it's it's around 50 percent the the other split between the the pound the yen the uh, and the swiss franc euro after touching 96 uh, has been going up and is now at uh, what well, we can see is a multi-year resistance. Okay, this uh, this rectangle has been here since uh, 2015. Okay, it's difficult uh, to be honest uh, for uh, euro to just go through this. Okay, I've talked about uh, few assets. Okay, talk about industrials, uh, bigs, uh, euro. All of these are at an inflection point that uh, if they start. Uh, to turn okay it's going to be an headwind to the market and so spy might go down this this should it, it doesn't have to happen like right away even though spy today is down like 1 2 percent something like that but uh, it, it's something they it can develop in in the next few days or in a couple of weeks so uh, you know you, you all need to be uh, aware of this especially um, if you are into 35 stuff now let's talk crypto, we, we, we like crypto more, Like So um, in, in slide 8, uh, we can see what crypto total market cap is doing. Um, in the last stats off, we we left you with uh, uh, with a total market cap of crypto. So the, the market cap of uh, Bitcoin, uh, Ethereum, uh, all the stables, uh, USD Circle, and so on, uh, being uh, on the trend line, and and then FTX uh, happened, unfortunately. Now this thing went uh, back down into the two thousand eighteen high, and is um, you know it, kind of consolidating down there. For sure, we can squeeze uh, higher, but uh, the thing is, um, in um, uh, the more you test a level, the higher are the chances to break this. Okay, so. Uh, this uh, the June high, which is also the, the, the current base of the of this total market cap, as to is, is a key level right now. Uh, we can uh, again we can squeeze higher. We can go into 850 as a number, but uh, if we keep testing these, we might just uh, uh, we might just break it. And uh, this is true, unfortunately, because uh, FTX has uh, exposed a systemic risk. In crypto as an asset class we're starting to understand uh, the how big this contagion is okay uh, we've seen blockify uh, feeling for uh, bankruptcy we've seen uh, you know a lot of names going down and maybe there are others that uh, will go down and this uh, this is uh, reflected in chart okay so if uh, if we look at slide nine uh, this is a a very simple comparison okay between uh, market uh, the spy and, uh, and crypto. Since uh, since August, okay, we even had uh, at some point in October crypto outperforming uh, SPX, which is something that usually doesn't happen. It, it can happen in a risk-off environment, in an environment in which uh, stuff goes up only, okay. But it's uh, in in a risk of environment. It's it's usually something that doesn't last a lot and. Uh, we can see the the effect of uh, FTX it's uh, I, I didn't I didn't even have 12 IDs in the chart it's it's pretty clear so what do we have here we have a market uh, that is leaning up uh, but in my stall and it has a lot of headwind in front of it and we have a crypto that as as a class is now underperforming the traditional market and uh, has uh, embedded systemic risk so you know, the, the scenario is not pretty. It doesn't mean we just go straight down. Uh, stuff uh, neither goes up nor down in a in a straight line. Okay, that zigzag. And um, I will dare to say that the short uh, feels almost too obvious but this is a sentiment thing, okay? Uh, because uh, the, the sentiment is so low, there are so many bad news that, uh, uh, you know, a squeeze is on deck, but uh, uh, on the big picture of things, uh, crypto is weak. We have just alighted Ethereum is like 10 without going into specific names. Ethereum is still respecting the levels that we gave you, uh, in. I think it was in June or, or in July or, or something like that. There's been two two key levels, okay, the green and and, and the red one, uh, from which we have uh, projected two patterns. The first one realized, and then FTX happened. And then now we just hope that uh, the red one doesn't uh, doesn't happen uh, right away. But uh, we will have to see this. Uh, one thing that is worth noticing is that Ethereum has been stronger than uh, a lot uh, of other asset. Uh, And this is good. Uh, This might also be due to the fundamental change after the merger. Uh, So, you know, it might make sense to go to crypto uh, by looking at uh, a Bitcoin chart uh, more than uh, uh, an Ethereum one, uh, because Ethereum might be just uh, inherently stronger than it was uh, six months ago due to the fundamental change. So, to wrap this up on uh, on slide 11, we have, uh, you know, a, a little uh, uh, summary. So SPY is reaching uh, a, a point in which it can inflect. We need to look at the industrials. We need to look at the VIX. We need to look at the DXY to actually understand if uh, this thing can keep going higher, or at least it can flatten a little bit, consolidate, and then go higher, okay? Right now... Everything is on some sort of resistance uh, and uh, the fundamentals in which we are in, uh, that uh, Atlas will talk about uh, in a few, haven't really changed that much. So, um, you know, we we just need to be aware that uh, there might be some some downside on this. Uh, And especially we need to be uh, a little bit wary of crypto, which... uh, uh, is underperforming now other asset as a specific uh, systemic risk uh, that uh, might just uh, uh, be a bigger headwind on this and uh, that's uh, what we are seeing on the markets right now
1: yeah without any further ado atlas take it away
2: okay
3: so looking at slide 13 it's kind of funny to talk about macro stuff even i think after the last uh, few weeks just because that obviously has not been dominating the news cycle. It hasn't been, you know, the chief determinant of price action either, obviously, but it all still does matter. Um, And as the dust settles, it's gonna start to matter more. So old news, the October CPI was 7% year-over-year, 0.4% month-over-month. Market is pricing, as a result of that, we got a 75 basis point hike this month, As for next month, the market is pricing in a two-thirds chance of 50 basis points and a one-third chance of 75 basis points. Pretty binary there. I think if expectations are subverted and we get a 75 basis point hike, markets are not going to like that very much. Um, If we get 50, then we could maybe see a bit of a relief rally or it'll just be kind of neutral priced in news. We've seen both happen uh, over the last six to twelve months, so no real way to know. As for the other indicators, so the mortgage application index is still just in the absolute gutter, um, still around you know twenty-two year lows. The thirty-year fixed interest mortgage rate is down to six and two-thirds percent from around 7.2% the last time we talked. So it's still extremely elevated, which uh, explains the mortgage application index being in the gutter. Used car prices are still just slowly kind of trending downwards, which is a relatively decent sign. The 10-year treasury rate is not down up. It is down to 3.7% from 4.14%. Obviously now, not only have we seen continuing layoffs in... Large private tech companies, but we've also seen serious layoffs across big tech. Some of those have happened already, some of those are planned. These are five figure numbers of relatively high skilled people losing their jobs. It's significant and uh, it's going to be an interesting shifting paradigm. I think if you told me two years ago that we might run into a situation where software engineers are not dramatically undersupplied, I would not have believed you. Uh, But that does seem to be where things may be headed. Obviously, the European winter energy squeeze is slowly approaching. We've talked about it before. I'm a broken record at this point. But somewhere around a quarter of S&P 500 earnings are sourced from Europe. So this is not happening in a silo. What happens in Europe matters for the entire world. Um, and so how they deal with the crisis between LNG shipments, reserves, rationing, et cetera, and also how the war in Ukraine continues to shift or not shift um, is all something we need to pay attention to. So I think that gets us through all the indicators. So if we move on to slide 14 with the takeaways, as we've been saying now for a while, everything is still leaning pretty bearish. A lot of FinTwit and crypto Twitter have sort of pushed this idea of a pivot doesn't necessarily have to be a pivot, like the, moving the goalposts of what a pivot means. And you've seen Fed members explicitly push back against that, and they've just continued to say repeatedly they're much more worried about hiking too little than overhiking. And their actions have also like th- their words on that and their actions have been congruent. And when words and actions match, you you trust both. So I believe them. I don't think they're just talking game. I still think it's, especially in light of, you know, <laughs> catastrophes in the crypto market, it doesn't really feel like time to fight the Fed for me or to pile in and, you know, mega buy the dip. It, that is just not how things feel right now. Um, as always, surviving until the next bull run, having capital ready to deploy is... Just exceedingly more important than you know, gambling on bear market rallies or you know, ninety percent chance of rug shit coins right now. If you still believe we're early, that's you know, doubly true. If you really believe that, you think the tech is going to be big. Do you think DeFi is going to be big? NFTs, whatever you're into, um, staying in the game is bar none the most important thing. So I think what we all need to keep thinking about is, first of all, how low can we go? And I think, honestly, you know, the team had a call today. And I think we all, frankly, have been a bit surprised that we haven't gone lower than we have. Obviously, there are marginal buyers for ETH and BTC, or we would be an awful lot lower. But it's not really clear to any of us who those people are, who those funds, whales, etc. are that are propping the market up. But they are. And so, to some extent, to see a willingness to backstop things is, on the long term, pretty bullish. But I think we can crab here for a while as things shake out. The FTX sort of contagion situation is getting to a stage where, in the near term, uh, there may be more shoes to drop, but there just can't be that many more. It's getting into that stage where it's going to be a very long, protracted process, you know, taking place over, I mean, it could easily take, you know, over a decade for all the dust to actually settle for, you know, all the remaining funds to be paid out for creditors to get whatever little compensation they're going to get. These sorts of things take a long ass time. And of course, the the real winners are going to be the lawyers. But in the near term, I I don't suspect that contagion news is going to be what is dominating price action. I mean, we're getting to the stage at this point where people are like shit posting about like Weath, depegging, and things like that. We're just kind of reaching that stage of you know hyper bearish news exhaustion, and I don't think you know participants are in a state of panic anymore, where they'll they'll simply believe every bit of you know news, rumor, etc., like it's gospel. The other question then, if there is another look down. What's the catalyst? And I think the follow-up question to that is what happens to earnings over the next couple quarters is probably the answer to that. Um, obviously, big tech has been you know slaughtered. Uh, some of that to do with earnings, some of that simply multiples repricing. But if we start to see earnings dip in more robust, less growth-focused sectors, consumer staples, consumer discretionary, etc., that's when alarm bells really start to go off. And it's really difficult to, you know, sit here and pontificate about when exactly, when if that happens and when exactly that happens. But what I can say is that household savings are going down and consumer credit is going up and you can only take on debt to prop up your lifestyle for so long before it bites you in the ass. And so I think that's something to continue watching is if that trend continues, then uh, we could be setting up for a very nasty consumer debt issue which would come with it a whole bunch of consumer demand destruction that we would see play out very clearly in earnings so that's something that i'm going to be looking for over the next three six nine months so yeah stay safe in the streets don't blow your whole bag live to fight another day and uh the gains will come and i think now is the time to be patient and have a bit of trust trust
0: in the cyclical nature of things. Funny because while you were talking, like I purposely didn't say anything for most of this time, and I was curious, like, just what people were saying. And the chat is very quiet. And Jojo messages me, and I was thinking about it while he was saying it. But it's so funny, Jojo. Why don't you say what you were?
2: Yeah. So, um, when we say sentimenting about a possible short squeeze. Uh, uh we are around 40 right here in this call and uh, there is also not a lot of interaction compared to all calls. uh this is uh, what I mean when they say the sentiment is in the gather and we might squeeze. Uh, the fact that there is less people in here in this call is basically a fractal of what is happening in the market. Literally people have taken the rise of the market because uh, they got hurt by FTX, they got, annoyed by the time that has gone by, they're literally not in the market, we're looking at markets, and that's when we can have a squeeze, okay, so, um, and this obviously doesn't refer to anyone personally, okay, so just, just to be clear, but uh, that's what uh, market does, market does, uh, market attracts participants at the mm-hmm. top, uh, and they boot them out uh, at the bottom, okay, so... Um, you, you've you probably seen this in the interaction in Twitter, in your own account, uh, on, uh, on CT and, and so on. There is less interaction, less interest. Uh, um, so when sentiment setups uh, like this, uh, when a short uh, seems obvious, we might just, you know, have a squeeze. This doesn't change uh, the whole trend in market, okay? But uh, it's, it's still uh, waves that are developing.
0: I think it's an interesting phenomenon either way, though. When you see stuff like this, to your point, you see you know people kind of you know being very hesitant where they might be looking for opportunity or people getting checked out so the the best example maybe for this community would be um, that I can remember would be if you remember what dopex did a few months back, where it pumped up to a thousand when I started talking to people and asking them like what do you think the catalyst is? A lot of them told me uh, they weren't sure. But when I asked them what they were doing, they said, well, I'm just unlping." What people were doing is they were essentially thinning the, the order book. They were thinning liquidity so that if anybody comes in and buys, there's massive slippage on the upside. And a lot of people did that. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes me think that these are the type of indications that we think. like. Like yesterday, I I honestly, the only reason I didn't take a long on Bitcoin yesterday, frankly, is I was just busy and I was lazy. I I would have taken a long because the the setup looked amazing coming in. And we have incredible support right around 15.5. So if you can hang tough in there, I mean, you're looking at 17 and change. I mean, to me, and I, I mean, we could maybe pivot into this portion of the call but like to me when I look at this market and I think about the opportunities that are that are out there in the market um, which are not very plentiful right like I think that's pretty clear right now Um, but when I look across the market I don't think that there's in any way shape or form some sort of you know thing that maybe all we missed or like I, I don't think any of that has happened I think what realistically is the case right now is that people are, people are looking for a reason for the market to wash out below these resistance levels and you don't have buyers and you don't have sellers. Usually that means that there's going to be some sort of event that may help one way or the other push people over the edge. I don't think we're ready to go all the way down to our target yet. I still think our target makes sense, but I do also think a lot about, and this is the conversation we were having: how the hell is it that after FTX and all of these other sexes going bankrupt, and all the fud that's out there with things like rap Bitcoin, how is it that we are still like just around where the lows for the year are? Like, how's that even possible? That that the June lows, uh, which obviously we breached have not been just criminally taken out? And I, I, I don't have an answer for that. I don't.
1: It was just if a, you do,
0: please tell us.
1: Definitely don't. If, I was just going to ask you guys, I mean, something that Atlas said, it's the same thing that you just said. I'm surprised that recent events haven't caused more, um, I guess panic is what you could call it in the market. Um, or someone, somewhere, some firm is doing a hell of a job propping this thing up and i think that's really funny but i think that also makes people complacent like you're saying um well i think i think
0: look everybody wants to buy eth at a discount everybody wants to buy bitcoin at a discount fine the question is you know what is the reason that it will go there if everyone expects something to happen it doesn't usually happen exactly that way um we may get down to 11,800 on Bitcoin, but I don't know what it's going to take to get down there at this point. I really don't. I thought I knew. Um, not, I'm not sure anymore that I know. Well, I mean, we've Sailor seen his liquidations. He might be, but his liquidation's way below here. Mm-hmm. So remember, with Sailor, as long as he doesn't get liquidated, he wins. That's the thing people... Don't realize as long as he doesn't get liquidated, he wins. He's in an incredible position. Like, oh well, he's an idiot. Okay, fine. But as long as he does not think about that. As long as he does not get liquidated, we know what happens to Bitcoin when animal spirits return. That's crazy. That's crazy. True. So I think the takeaway for me here is that I still think that we I guess a few things. First of all, we had another good month last month. Could have been a little better but we had a good month we had a positive month against our benchmarks also our dpx and our dpx vault are totally full um incredible our eth yep we still for some reason have room in our ETH vault, but i imagine that that'll get tighter and tighter as more and more people kind of come around i think that there's again and this is not advice this is just my personal opinion i think that we're probably have more risk to the upside this month than downside And I think that we're going to probably do pretty well with what we're cooking with our vaults. Though I would say that there is definitely some risk towards the end of the month. (laughs) You've got got Powell coming, uh, and he's he's coming for your milkshake. Mm -hmm. So just, you know, I I would caution all of you, um, just really tread lightly here. If something is going to happen, it's going to happen around that time but I don't think he's going to surprise to the downside this month. Um, I think that we're going to continue to see everyone has numbers pretty low. As long as they're around those estimates, it'll be fine. I think it'll actually go a little better. Um, I was doing a little shopping on black Friday um, and it was empty. I mean, I I walked into a cheesecake factory and sat down with no wait at seven o'clock. So for burgers out there, they know how impossible that is.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, the sales aren't that great that I saw So look at buyer beware. But I I think that the risk in the short term is to the upside, but I don't know how I feel about being long this market at the end of the month. So, you know, just really thinking about what's, what your opportunities are. We have some pretty cool products that can help you make some of these decisions. If you're not sure Um, we have our medieval where we're continuing to tweak them based on feedback, which thank you and keep submitting it. Um, we're going to be rethinking a little bit because we, we don't think that our we don't think that they're kind of accurately displaying what the vaults are doing as well as I'd like them to be. So we're going to actually kind of probably uh, tweak those a bit and relaunch them because they might seem a little underwhelming uh, when you look at them. Even if you annualize them, they're they're pretty good. But um, we're going to take a look at those again uh, and maybe tweak that based on feedback as far as jr goes we are running a little behind schedule on it it was actually supposed to come out uh, this week uh but we ran into a couple snags uh we just want to make sure we really get everything perfect and so i mean the 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 code base is basically done we're just trying to tweak some things that that need a little gas optimization because for those that aren't aware this is our first vault on mainnet and so because of that um you know, We we just had to make sure it's really gas-optimized. Uh, obviously, there is a lot of transactions and things that are going to happen here. You need to make sure it's efficient. We're also charging practically nothing to do this. It's essentially a public good. Uh, so definitely keep an eye out on this. I'm hopeful that we'll be able to get it out the door next week. I just want to make sure that everything is tested and, and looks good on both the contract and then the botting side. Um, so that's JRA. We, In fact, we were even supposed to put the balancer proposal up today to go get our gauge. We needed the thing done and dusted so we can get an oracle for it to post for balancer. So we'll get that as soon as possible. Sorry for the delay. The holidays kind of kicked us a little bit. And then we found a few things we wanted to tweak. But um, it's coming along really well. We will have that out 100% by the end of the year. But I, I, I really think by next week we should be fine. We, we just don't have that much more to do. And then an update on uh, JGLP and JUSDC or USDC. Yeah, so it's had some really great news from the dev team today. They're basically done, which is like insane. So, well, I shouldn't say it's insane. We've been working on this for a long time now. But it's basically done. Um, we think they need about a week or so more of work. And then we need to do our testing in prod. So once we get our testing in and we like the way it looks, I think we're going to be able to actually get this thing out before Christmas. Yikes.
1: Little, uh yikes, bro! Christmas surprise there.
0: Yeah, I know. So, if you want to earn between six to eight percent, plus maybe there's some additional rewards on the USDC side, we've got you covered. Uh, the cool thing is that you're going to be, you know, comped in real yield, which is great, you know. And then we're going to have some additional rewards probably for for some duration, so that you can kind of bask in the glow of your tokens that'll probably be pumping because apparently we like mooned. Since we started talking about GLP, at least relatively speaking, or if you want to take some risk, I don't know, you can come over to the JGLP vault. Uh, there, you're going to get uh, <laughs> the best negative yields in DeFi. I don't know what else to really say. I mean, there's really not anybody else that's going to do ETH better than us um, at all. It's it's not going to be possible. We've got a pretty compelling product. We've been leaking more and more. We will continue to leak more and more. I'm sorry for my voice. I'm uh, don't have much of it left but um i will say that as far as the JGLP stuff goes i really do think that this is going to be a game changer for us um glp team is excited about it i'm sorry the gmx team is excited about it we're excited about it i think the community is excited about it um and frankly at the end of the day i think um this is going to be the product that really not only is is the differentiator from us to a lot of other folks but i think um is gonna make V E Jones super compelling, uh just given, you know, what what we'll be able to to bring in as far as as far as our total addressable market, right? There's a lot of people out there very happy in GLP. And there's a lot of folks out there now that want to do stuff with GLP. I'm not sure why everybody wants to do Delta Neutral stuff, but I mean, God bless, uh we don't think that's the way to go. But there's product for everybody. And so uh we're coming out with the polar opposite, except that uh Unlike some other stuff out there, you know, again, the whole point of Jones—we do the work for you. We simplify this stuff. If you like the idea of on a bad day, forty-ish percent—I mean, these are targets on a good day. I mean, gosh, the GLP at fifty-two percent the other Um, day—I guess that would have been like over. I mean, it would have been buck twenty-five at least on the returns, one hundred twenty-five percent. So, if you want to earn those kind of yields in native. Uh, we've got a product for you. I'm not sure why no one really thought about this before, but we did. So uh, you will have that in your hands. I'm pretty confident before Christmas. Uh, I don't really see any blockers left other than just live testing. So um, that's pretty much it for us. Uh, And also I think that's probably a roadmap, the the end of the roadmap uh, for the year. Uh, So we're gonna be cobbling together some of our feelings around next year early roadmap stuff coming out. Um, we are obviously laser focused on getting both the Ara product and also the, uh, these other products, uh, the GLP and the USDC product out to you. Uh, though, actually, once we release them, we will be releasing the V2 product, which will be really just enhancements that we, uh, we've been thinking through. But we want to get the product out there first and kind of let it do its own talking. Then we'll have some enhancements that we think people will really enjoy. It's just that we want to do this in phases. We don't want to kind of overwhelm people. It's already a little bit of a complicated product to manage. Um, so that'll be one of the first things we do in the beginning of the year, along with uh, the, you know, finally. Uh, and then also want to, uh, you know, tell you that we're not done with our vaults. We've got some other vaults that we're working on. Uh, I know JoJo came up with an idea, and I know him and Gilga were talking about it. I think Atlas, maybe you were in there. If not, I'm sure you're talking about it or thinking about it. It's a point, but um, you know, get a couple other products we're thinking about. Arbitrum apparently is going to get a lot of new entrants to the fray, uh, which is great because um, the more the more liquidity comes here, the easier it is for us mm-hmm. to do our jobs, and so we can continue to try and find opportunities to arb and uh, do all kinds of cool stuff with you guys. So with that said, I don't know if we want to open it up to any questions, anything like that, but, uh, uh, oh, also a uh, quick shout out to, uh, if anybody here moved over any, uh, LP over to grail, uh, sorry, excuse me to Camelot. Uh, we were one of their highest, I guess, moving vaults as far as people moving stuff over. So, um, if you are farming the grail rewards, congratulations to you. Uh, I think you can stake them on the second and start earning the transaction fees and stuff like that. Um, but it's a pretty cool protocol. Um, definitely check them out. Um, you know, you, right now, you kind of have to choose if you want to do Grail Rewards or you want to do Jones Rewards. Obviously, they're really like quite boosted over there right now because they're doing their launch event. Um, and I think you only have until the second to in the Genesis pools. And then after that, it just goes back to like the regular reward system that they're going to do. Um, but great people, right. great products. Um, you know, but um, uh, definitely, we'll continue to try and find these opportunities for you guys to give you a little extra where we can. You know, we did it twice with the Saudis, and if you participated in both, you did well. Um, you know, we've got another one I think that we're going to be doing on the NFT side, which should be pretty cool. And uh, and yeah, that's that's all we've got for now. We've got a few uh um, AMA is going to be coming up with some partners over the next few weeks. We will be doing an AMA with redacted, and R doesn't do AMAs, but we're going to get an R whale. Uh, and so basically, we're just going to talk about the product, talk about how it integrates with the ecosystem, hidden hands, so that'll be cool. Uh, we'll probably do that on Twitter and Discord, so either one, you'll be able to catch it. Um, we're also going to be doing a couple other AMAs. I think we're going to do, uh, we recorded one with Tapioca, so if you haven't heard that one, you can go back and check that out. It is on their Spotify. I think we've listed it in our announcements as well. Uh, I believe we're scheduling something with Nitro Cartel, too, to talk a little bit about why they want to work with us to kind of invest some of their treasury and just other things that, you know, are coming up around what their plan is for the ecosystem. And I think we've got a couple other things on the horizon, too. So lots going on, lots to do, never stops. Uh, But yeah, I'll shut up and we can Can take questions. Can I
1: spoil the big event that we're doing? Gentlemen and ladies from Arbitrum. I've invited us on oh, Stow yeah. to be on an Arbitrum AMA, a legendary Arbitrum AMA. So I yeah, that should be fun. would love for you guys to all come out and support us. It um, would be huge. I, I wonder, wonder if I- Ice is going to be using the voice changer. That's, <laughs> that's the real question. <laughs> Excuse me. Or we'll find out. Um. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, the date will be December 19th. So you guys have a little time. If if
0: you're not there, I'm sure it'll be insurably recorded. Uh, You guys are funny.
1: Let's let's back it up a minute um, and unpack some stuff. I just want to ask the strategists, anybody chime in maybe one or two minutes on why gamma neutral instead of delta neutral, if you want to go into that. Um, I think it's important context. I'll let Jojo take
0: that one since I know he's passionate.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. So uh delta neutral is uh, i would not dare to call it a fairy tale but it's something similar because um on on paper like a, like a tall tale yeah tall tale. <laughs> on, on paper is doable okay uh but uh, in reality it's not doable because uh, um to, to achieve delta neutrality okay you have uh, something that goes in one direction and you neutralize that with another tool uh, that uh, goes in the opposite direction. Now, you have two possibilities in here. Uh, either you take uh, something that constantly neutralizes that, uh, or you take something that uh, neutralizes that now, but it depletes over time. And we're specifically talking about usually uh perp that constantly neutralize uh, a move or options. Now, the problem with perps is that they have a cost, okay? Um, you you all know about funding rate right now. So uh, when uh, you you long spot and you short a perp, okay, uh, you, you're going to probably pay uh, a carry cost for the trade. And this is without even accounting for the spread to enter the trade because at the point uh, you need to... Enter the spot at the same same time you need to enter the PERP. It is uh, not that easy, okay? Because that's uh, a market maker job, okay? Um, That's actually how market maker makes money. They do money on the spread by longing something, shorting the same uh, type of thing into another type of market, into a derivative market. So when you go to the alternative with PERP, you are competing with market maker and you have cost. If you do that with options, you need to constantly adjust because options deplete over time. They also have a premium and uh, they they change. As the price moves, it changes the, the delta and so it changes the actual exposure of your edge. So uh, it's quite easy to say I'm going to take GLP and neutralize the part that moves against me. But uh, doing that while also... Uh, Uh, not spending a lot of money is really, really hard. On the other side, uh, you know, okay, there is plenty of space uh, for auto products uh, on GLP. Uh, It's it's a huge huge market, but when you start to look inside GLP, how it really works uh, and the nature of that, uh, uh, you realize that uh, going Delta neutral debt uh, is the equivalent of uh, using uh, a cannon to kill a fly, okay? Uh, you, you can instead take advantage of uh, uh, that uh, type of price movement down there, enhance it, and have um, an instrument that gives you returns that are similar to crypto while uh, yielding uh, a lot, okay? And that's the approach that uh, we decided to have.
0: There's a couple other things that people miss when they think about Delta Neutral, which is that the composition of GLP is not static. There's a desired waiting, which is what they want it to be, right? Uh, and then there is the actual waiting, which is what it would currently sit at. The problem is that you can control your delta neutrality. You cannot control the composition of GLP, which means that unless somebody creates a synth that is perfectly mimicking every second. The current composition of GLP, right now it's 49.61% stables. Sometimes it'll be more than 50. Sometimes it'll be less than 50. The point is that, right, first of all, <laughs> you, you've also got 2% of Chainlink and Uniswap in there. Okay? Mm-hmm. So when you take these small numbers and you extrapolate the cost of hedging it over time and you try and offset that, with your yield, even though 20% is a lot, remember 20%, if you take 20% and you divide it by 365, you know, you're not talking about some crazy number anymore, right? It's 0.054%, okay? So you're taking this, this risk, right, in hedging to the downside the actual product that I would think you would need to do this does not exist, okay? And so in place of that, people are putting a few things that they think are reasonable in there, timers, different hedging instruments. Nothing is free, though. So over time, you bleed. And for what purpose? GLP is already 50% stables. So if you're looking to take less risk, then 50% stables, 50% BTC ETH, which is already a lot easier to hold mentally than you know small cap coins. If you're willing to go down that route, then who like what are we really using this for? And if if we haven't yet figured out how to make this thing work, why do we keep trying to make it work? Right? Like, what is the I guess my question to, to folks is, is just gonna be. What is it that maybe I'm missing when it comes to this delta neutral GLP piece that maybe I should learn more about? Because everything I've seen so far, uh, I've not understood why I would want to, as a holder of any of this stuff, avoid, like why, why would I want less yield in this market? Think about it. If the price of GLP falls. or 30% from here. Okay. And your actual yield that you're going to be able to get off of GLP once they're done scalping, you know, all of the cost to carry is an average of let's say 12% or 13%. Okay. Would you rather have that? Or would you rather have something that's going to be double digit yields that are between 40 to 60% on average after fees and if you continuously take that and compound it over time as you would with the other product, how long is it going to take you to overtake that loss? Moreover, when we do stop going down because cycles are real, would you rather have a product that doesn't take advantage of the upside? Because then yeah. you're stuck at that cost basis. Mm-hmm. You're not taking advantage of the, of the principal appreciation that happens in crypto. People don't get into crypto to clip coupons usually so i would just say that we're closer to a bottom than we are to the top the risk in crypto over time is to the tail end of long and by capping yourself in that principal appreciation in my opinion um you do a disservice to yourself on the neutral side um if you can make it into like a perfect product that's Delta Neutral, then we can talk about it. But I just everything every, all the work we've done on this product and because we've tried. It, 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 I don't see it. I just I don't see it. I, I don't see it. It's not that I don't see the value in it. I, I I could argue for it, but over time you will you will lose to just the regular old GOP. And
2: we've uh, seen that, unfortunately. L- yeah. l- let me put it in another way, Nash. In, in um, since we, we, we are closer to the bottom than, than to the top, uh, would you rather have a Delta neutral product at the bottom or at the top? That's the real question at some point, because exactly. it's also, it's also a, an issue of market fit, okay? There is a time for everything. Now, yes. it, you know, uh, this is not the bottom, nor the and, peak of... Random. And by the way, if yeah. I
0: felt like I was at the top and I have a, a, a stable coin vault that I can earn 6 to 8% yeah. in, and I want to cash out and go in there, great. Fantastic. The top to the bottom in GLP, like right now GLP is 7, I think 7 cents off the bottom. 7 cents. So if you were Delta neutral, GLP, somehow, if it existed in the perfect way, how much better are you off than $0.07 off the bottom plus all the yield? I don't think much. And our USDC depositors will get paid in a very transparent way, unlike some other products where you don't know what they're doing with those funds. Everything is on chain. There's no funny business. You put in the USDC, it goes to fund the GLP side we scrape some of the yield off the GLP side, and we give it back to the USDC holders. You're getting ETH in your USDC. Why is that good? Well, if you're somebody that wants to hold USDC because you don't really like the market, but you want to take advantage of some of the upside, fantastic. We have a DCA solution for you on ETH. If you're a stable maxi, if you're tapped out on, on where you think that the market is going to go, and you just want a safe place to put some yield, fantastic. We've got a place for you what are your risks in here? Smart contract risk on GMX and our side. Yep. That's it.
1: And we haven't steered you wrong yet. And oh, there is GMX. So do that information oh, with you, Will.
0: You know, you have to trust some counterparty here, but at least I'm not Sam. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so thank you guys. Let me, let me rapid fire a couple more questions here. Cause we're getting close to sure. the top of the hour. So I I think a bunch of people had questions about JUSDC and JGLP. I think we've answered the majority of those, I would say. Maybe we can touch a bit on oppression about MetaVaults TVL, not moving much fatigue in the market, like previously mentioned, or other things. Um, I think, like Notch said, it's maybe just like the way that we presented MetaVaults was a little confusing. But also, you got to remember, I think we launched MetaVaults the day ftx blue and we and we had we (laughs) had gone around asking like why why aren't you guys in and people were like i just gotta say what to do right now
0: i gotta say though like you know to give you an idea of how bad it is right now just like as far as sentiment goes i think so we could all agree that like the straddles that dopex put out successful product right So I looked at straddles today because obviously they went to the the, they're moving to that two day, which is cool. Mm -hmm. RDPX has thirty three thousand locked, and DPX is twenty seven thousand locked. Now ETH has two hundred thirty two thousand locked. I guess my point here is that folks are very cautious right now. They're not exactly sure what to do. Um, There's great products out there from multiple different DAOs slash protocols, whatever. There's different reasons to be in them. Um, I think we can all agree that. You know the straddles are a good product why is it that there's only twenty seven thousand right now in the dpx vault so i think it's just more appetite than anything yeah um but i think that over time people are going to see this as a tool in their toolkit the good thing for us is that these are products that when people use them they help the the whole dopex ecosystem and so we think that over time they're going to be pretty cool and we also plan on expanding that to uh do another meta vault style product uh Hopefully Q one
1: right. There's the the side that people don't think about where we're providing a consistent buyer for weekly options, yeah. which I think is. Someone
0: asked a question about those. The the does move of LP to XCAL affect PLS? Oh experience? yeah, so, yeah. We haven't moved anything to XCAL. I know. I know Zen is is moving some stuff over there. You know, people are are definitely open to putting the liquidity where they where they want to go for incentives and things like that. I think Zen had some pretty cool. Stuff he was doing with XCal, you know, full transparency. Like we we had been in talks with Camelot for a while. And so we, you know, kind of wanted to make good on our, our promise. And uh, so we did. And um, you know, we don't have millions and millions and millions and millions of TVL in our LPs. So like bifurcating liquidity across like, you know, two, three, four, five platforms, like that, that gets a little dicey. You're going to start getting major slippage everywhere, unless you're going to like, I mean, even one inch integration at that point. So, um, you know, you'll notice that when we moved over uh, some of our poll over to Camelot, um, the staking contracts for the LP did not change. Right. Our Jones rewards are still sushi. Right. But uh, Camelot is kind of doing something pretty cool with a lot of folks in the ecosystem. And we agreed to participate. And so we moved over some poll. And, you know, they are incentivizing it and Jones is going to be getting, you know, a good chunk of uh, some some emissions um, that we can then use to just beef up uh, Treasury or use it in the future to vote or wh- whatever we decide to do. So we thought it was a good deal, but we don't have any plans right now on kind of like moving over to one or something like that. Um, we're just kind of taking it slow. The, the, again, the market is going to dictate a lot of what we're going to do. I can tell you that we have some really specific needs for what it is that we have to utilize for a future product that I can't talk about. So whoever we end up with as far as a DEX has to tick off each of those boxes or we can't do it. Obviously, we're going to have the R product on Balancer, Duh. but that's just the R product that we're moving there. We're not doing anything else right now.
1: Uh, it might be confusing to people. We're saying there's no Jones emissions on... Camelot pool, but there are some Jones emissions there. Unfortunately, we had a, a valiant community member accidentally supply yeah. the pool with a bunch of Jones. So, did they um, were they able to give him? They were not. We're trying to figure out some way to to help this person. Do, do we um, know how many Jones there were? How many Jones? It was, Jones did it was like thirteen hundred, something like that. Yeah, thirteen hundred. So there will be some distribution. But, could you
0: could you dm me his info and all yeah. that stuff yeah thanks um, i hadn't heard about this um, yeah
1: i know it, it, it sucks it all sucks right. but but we tried to make sure that the whole thing was explained and looks like because we were able to move a bunch more liquidity over there you guys all got safely in so whoever whoever went where does
0: governance come into jones and to what extent yeah yeah um, when january when V. jones comes out you will want to have ve jones if you want to participate in all of the good things that come from being part of the governance here and there are some protocols out there that reward governance with uh revenue okay
1: (laughs) good Good. yeah yeah let's see we had a question about the geome vault what's going on there I I mean we had mentioned a while ago that it was turned into a an, a bull only vault but I, there were some questions around it and its efficacy I mean for the
0: last two epochs we haven't been able to to do anything with uh, the, we again remember we can only we can only make a move in, where there's liquidity and for the, if you look at the last two months in dopex on the weeklies I haven't seen anything that we'd be able to buy that we'd want to buy or sell anything that we'd want to sell or own. Our only option right now on OM is to either like sell spot or buy a small amount of something out there. But remember the premium yeah. on weeklies is higher. So it has to be something we really want to do. Yeah. Otherwise we'll we'll hit the performance of it. So you know, I look, I feel for the Omi's out there, but you know, we need we need interest. To, to keep it going, that's why we we've seen basically an exodus out of the geon vault. I mean, it's not because we want people to leave. It's just if we can't give them a product, then what are we supposed to do? So um, hopefully, it comes back. But for right now, there's not much we can do. I don't know what JUSDC is, but it sounds great. Yeah, I'm not sure. I asked about the fees on JGLP. If you can give me some info, oh, um, that's right. Yeah, so we will be releasing like a full white paper with all the fees shortly before launch. We're just cognizant that there's a lot of competition right now, and so we're, that's why we're a little more tight-lipped than we might want to be normally. You know, we just want to make sure that this thing is 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 kind of out there and in the open as close to it as we can be. But the fees will not be egregious in any way, shape, or form when you understand. Not that they'd be high anyway, but like you need to understand the amount of transactions and the amount of things that are going on behind the scenes um, to understand our fee structure a little better. Because uh, you know the, the the fees cover a lot of stuff that's going on. You know, bear in mind every time you mint and unmint, um, you know, not only do you have a uh, small transaction, but you also have uh, minting fees. So it's important that as our kind of like smart uh, smart leverage system. Is working to keep uh, everything in check. Um, there would be potentially some, you know, movement there that needs to happen. Gas costs, so that's why the fees are what they are. But they would only be on the yield; they're not on the principal. So there are there there will be a withdrawal fee, and that's frankly to just keep people from jamming us up and things like that. But I don't think it's going to be anything. People are going to scoff at them I mean, It's just to prevent people from doing silly body things.
2: Yeah, from gaming the system.
0: We just want to prevent people from just, like, coming in, parking. If we have an epoch system or a delay system, for example, you know, we just want to make sure people aren't going to game the system. So, But none of you would ever do that. So it's (laughs) just for the people that would do that. And so that's why we had to build
1: that. Joel is looking for his end. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, Yeah, but I would
0: would expect it to be probably around a quarter point on the USDC side, but that'll probably scale downward the longer you're in it. Um, We're just finalizing that stuff. So... It'll be very reasonable. You know. We just want to attract capital. That's all. On the yeah. Yeah. That's probably a good point. We'll talk again, we'll talk more about the fees on the on the yeah. We'll have JGLP side really. We haven't
1: soon. even done articles. We haven't even done docs yet. It's coming. Yeah. It's all coming. And just do- remember, like if you're
0: earning 75 or 80 percent on your ETH side of the equation on GLP before fees, you know there's a little wiggle room there <laughs> to be able to like fund the transactions fund uh the the deleveraging and the leveraging fund uh the usdc side obviously a bit has to come from there so like you know there's a reason why the fees will look the way they do but they'll be completely broken down and i think even when people look at these fees are i mean the things we've quoted i think we were saying like between 40 to 60%, 60% on average after fees like all right Again, it's still the best yielding product on DeFi, mm-hmm. but I digress. Yeah. Yeah, in it. Exactly, Joel. And I actually have to hop yep. early. I apologize. Yep, that's okay. Uh, I'm on baby duty, but thank you. I hope you all had a great holiday. If, um, we should try and talk to people before.
1: We're, we're going so we'll, we'll yeah, sure to make We're going to not take a month this time. We'll come back at you yeah. maybe like second week of December. Um, well, we've G- got to G- give GLP
0: to the people. So. Exactly. And then Aura. So. Well, before that, Aura. All right, guys. Love you all. We'll chat soon. Bye, Notch. Bye-bye,
1: Notch. Yep, and I think that'll conclude it for us. Thank you guys so much for coming out, asking all your questions. If you think of anything, just please come into general, ask away. We will find you the answer. Um, I'm going to rapid-fire a couple of things real quick. Please keep your eyes peeled out for J-Aura and J-Aura related content coming out very soon like we said we were supposed to release that this week but we've got to do some stuff with balancer so just sit tight we'll we'll get you we'll get you squared away and also remember we've got a a few more amas with some other partner protocols coming up nitro cartel camelot and i also want to remind you about arbitrum because that is going to be a very very fun time and i can't wait to talk to those guys and that's going to be december 19th and We will have all the information, all the times provided for you well in advance. I want to thank everybody again for coming out, and I hope that everybody has an awesome evening. Uh, This is a good pants off, hats off, and we will see you very shortly in
2: December. Thank you, guys. Thank you all for your time. Yeah, see you guys.